Welcome to Makers Chat, a podcast community for creatives. I'm your host, Danielle Kaminsky, artist, maker, and educator from Spartanburg, South Carolina. Join me as we share our stories and explore the topics that are most important to creative entrepreneurs and makers. Have you made your plans yet to join us for the Makers and Shakers Small Business Conference this September? So right here in Spartanburg, South Carolina, we are bringing together a team of nine amazing speakers and nearly a dozen incredible event team members to give you the Makers and Shakers Small Business Conference. This is going to be a business conference specifically designed for creative small business owners. And your teachers are going to be other creative small business owners who are killing it in their respective areas. We can't wait to present this value-packed three-day conference to you guys. Go ahead and head on over to makersandshakersconference.com right now and grab your early bird ticket for just $295. The price goes up after May 15th, so don't wait. This event is going to be held at the Spartanburg Marriott, and you can book your group rate right now when you purchase your ticket to the event. So we will see you there. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Makers Chat. I'm here today with Renee Smith of Rainy Day Vintage and Rain Gardens and RDV Prints. I got them all at three, right? Yeah, it's Rain Gardens and Rainy Day Vintage. It's okay. all one. Okay. And then um, RDV Prints, yes. Very cool, awesome. So I know the first one is really long. <laughs> it's okay, I love it. Well, and there's, there's meaning behind all of it. So tell everybody a little bit about what you do and, and what led you to start your creative business? Oh my goodness, that's that's a story. Um, so I am a furniture and canvas artist. Um, it kind of developed into that. Um, my passion is doing custom work for people um, on that side of the business. I love um, when people are looking for things and I can find them and create their own vision for it. Um, I have this thing when it, when people bring me furniture is don't settle because they come and they're like, Oh, I probably should just do. And it's like, no, no, no. Let's talk about what you want and who you are. And let's create something that reflects that so that you can live with it for years. You know, um, I'm not a trendy person. Um, but I love, I love doing that. Um, I love painting canvas that brings memories back to people, takes them somewhere um, and then, yeah, the RDV prints kind of was a new thing that came up that I'm super, super excited about. So, yeah. yeah. And, and as far as what got me started, um, that's kind of a story of where the name came from. Actually, I, my parents were, um, nine to fivers, you know, my mom taught school. My dad was in the grocery business, um, constant jobs. And then when we moved Oh my gosh, we moved to Arkansas, Missouri um, in 91, I think, and the end of 91. And my dad had, um, he went back into the grocery business, 2001, I'm gonna make this kind of short. They started their own business. We worked for a cleaning company for a while. The cleaning company lost a contract, a big contract that we handled. Um, and my mom and dad started their own business and um, bought the cleaning company from the guy that we had worked for. And so it kind of all went f- 
from there. And so I worked with them with their business for, oh my gosh, for a long time until about six or seven years ago. Um, and in between the times, uh, I started my own, in about 2005, I started my own greenhouse. So I had a plant nursery. Um, the, my entire place looked like a park. I dreamed of having wedding events here. My husband was not on board. I mean, he hated everything about it. And in his defense, we never broke even. Um, we were always in the hole with that. Luckily, it was out of pocket, but it was always more money sunk into it. But I loved it. The feel of the dirt, the flowers. I loved everything. And we called that business Rain Gardens, which is my daughter's middle name. And I just loved how it sounded. And um, I always thought we would get back into that a little um, when mom and dad decided to sell their business, um, about, um, five or six years ago, they decided to sell their business. And when they did, I knew that I was going to have to, um, start something for me because I didn't want to go out and find a job. I didn't want to do, um, I didn't want to work for anyone else. I wanted to do something that made me happy. And so when I first started painting furniture, it was just to, we added rainy day garden, rainy day vintage on, but it was just kind of to make a little bit of cash on the side. And it just kind of snowballed into this big thing that I love. And um, yeah, under the greenhouse side, cause that's 24 seven on hands, nonstop kind of thing. But I still have dreams every now and then of, bring in some flowers back into the whole thing. So that's why I haven't ever dropped it. Don't blame me one bit. And you paint a lot of flowers and a lot of bouquets and things. Your flowers are gorgeous. I, do. I have some you. of your flowers hanging in my kitchen because <laughs> I bought one oh, of yeah, your stalls. Yes. yes. I love them. They're awesome. So when that whole process happened it, and it just kind of lumped in there together and you put it together, which I think is great and perfect. What then... So that was, how many years ago did you say you started doing that? Uh, about six, six years ago. Okay. That I started the furniture. Um, the greenhouse was like 12 years before that. I ran it for about 12 years. Yeah. So when you, so about six years ago, you started doing that. When did you add canvas? Did you do furniture first and then add canvas? I added, yes, I did furniture for a while. In fact, it's so funny because I never believed I was an artist. I had always been told that I was not an artist. I knew I was creative, but I was not an artist. Um, so the idea of painting furniture even was a little scary for me because I can't even paint walls, you know, is, is where I was at. You know, I can't even put one color on walls and make it look good, much less paint furniture. And, but I thought, how hard can this be? And so I started doing the furniture and playing around with different chalk paints. And I found a brush by Brandy video is back when she was just getting started doing lives. And um, she did a blending technique and I thought, okay, I can, I think I can do that. So I went to practicing and I could, I never did what she did, but I ended up creating my own. And the more I did, the more I kind of got into it. So I was comfortable saying that I was, you know, a furniture artist. I finally got comfortable with that phrase. And then I um, had been watching Anissa when her and Leah were painting together, you know, the hot mess um, show. And um, when she started doing canvas that fall, I watched her and my husband 
had commissioned her to do it when she was doing the lover series. And I did not realize I'm one of the first people to buy one of her canvases. Oh, my husband commissioned her to do one for us. Um, he took me there to buy it. So I am proud owner of one of her very first ever canvases. Cause I did not realize she had just started painting canvas. Um, in January, she started a three month class teaching. And when we went to pick up my canvas for me for Christmas that fall, she looked at me and she said, do you paint canvas? And I said, no way, <laughs> not this girl, not an artist. And I, I've never forgotten. She looked straight at me and she said, you are an artist. I've seen your work and you can do this. And when you get brave enough to try it, you talk to me. And it stayed in my head for a couple of months, you know, and um, when she started her class, I thought, what the heck, I'm going to try it. So I joined it. And from there on, it has been a nonstop. So I've been painting just a little less longer than Anissa, but, you know, for about three and a half, four years, something like that now. Um, and I, I've never looked back. I love every minute of it. It still took me a couple of years to add that artist on to what I saw myself as. I get it. I do get it because I'm I'm like everybody else. It's it's a hard title to claim because if you're anything like me and it sounds like you are like you get one thing and you love it and it's great and then you want to try something else and then you mm -hmm. want to try something else. So about the time that you get comfortable with what you're doing, you want to try something else and then it makes for me anyway, it makes me like, well, can I really say I'm an artist if I'm not still doing the same thing and anyway I've gotten over it too and I'll call myself an artist now but it's it's a hard it's a hard hurdle to to tackle yeah and you still have that imposter syndrome every now and then that creeps in um and it usually it's when you are trying something new um and then you start doubting was I even good enough at this other to even want you know to even deserve to try something new and to think that I can do it but you have to like talk yourself through that and just keep going and keep trying yeah absolutely so. So that was about three and a half years ago. Fast forward to this year and you started the print company, RDV Prints. So tell us about that process and what sort of brought that about. Um, that has been a total avalanche in a good way um, because seven months ago, that was not even on my radar. Um, hand painting cards and having them, that was not even on my radar. And we had just lost mom. Um, so I was still reeling from all of that and trying to um, get back into, and I'm gonna try not to cry, get back into the um, desire to want to create. Um, because I knew mom and I spent, um, the year before dad passed, we, she asked me if, if she thought that she could paint. And my mom was the same way I was. She had been told she was not creative. My mom didn't think she could pick out colors for herself. Um, nothing. I mean, she just honestly believed that she couldn't do any of that. And she had been watching me learn something that I had been told I couldn't do. And I remember when she came to me and she said, do you think I could do that? And I'm like, heck yeah, if I can learn it, you can learn it. Yeah. So we set up a time and she came over and my mom for the last two years of her life, she spent so much time with me and we painted together. I would get midnight, 1 a.m. messages from her. What do you think of this? I'm like, my God, mom, what are you doing awake? 
<laughs> but she would be painting. It became her passion and it became something that we really shared. Um, she had so many canvases and she would call me and say, hey, Michael's has a cell, let's go buy canvas. And so we would load up her Suburban <laughs> with canvases we didn't even need and had no idea where we're putting. But um, she, the year before she died, she had painted, hand painted us Christmas cards. That was her gift to us. And so fast forward to, you know, a few months afterwards and Dion was getting ready for her creative retreat. And um, Michelle posted on, you know, the page, anybody want to contribute to swag bags? And I thought, okay, what can I do? Because I know mom would want me to keep doing something. Um, and so I thought, okay, so I'll, I'll do what she did. I'll hand paint some, some cards and I can do that and I can put them in there and it'll be something small to get me back into painting. Um, it won't overwhelm me. And so I just sat down and finger painted a bunch of um, cards and took all those hand painted cards, put them in little sleeves and sent them in the mail to Michelle to put in the swag bags, right? Didn't even think about going to the retreat. I mean, there was no way. Um, and so I had a friend over painting with me and we were talking and I was telling her about it. And the more I talked about it, she said, why aren't you going? And I was like, I, well, because too much has happened. You know, I can't afford it. And um, Will will say it's too much money. And she looks at me and she said, but I'm listening to you. And the more you talk, the more excited you're getting about it. You need to go. And so I ended up right at that moment, I was so overwhelmed with excitement that I left her sitting at the easel and went outside, called my husband and said, hey, I really feel like God wants me to go to this retreat. I can't explain it. Um, we have the money in the bank. It's one of those rare moments that we actually had the money in the bank. We weren't worried about it. And do you think I can go? And he said, okay, so how much is it? And I told him and I figured he'd shoot me down. And he said, okay, so you can go and not spend more than this much. And he gave me a number and I was like, uh, yeah, I can do that. <laughs> and so I decided I was going, I bought a ticket and um, Kimberly um, Ryder had an extra room. And so I found a place to stay. And when it all came together, I was just like, okay, I'm meant to go. So anyway, I went, the cards were so, um, they got so much more, um, love than I even imagined. My daughter sends me a message and she says, we should print these. And I was like, okay, you know, for me to give away is what I thought, you know? And she was like, no, we need to print these and sell them. And I was like, okay, so we, long story short on this part, we, um, struggled with finding a printer. Um, I was still wrapping my head around the idea that I was going to do that. You wanted to wholesale. I had some other people that asked about it, which again was something that wasn't even, I had never even dreamed, you know, about something like that. Um, so everything started getting bigger from that retreat, just bigger and bigger and bigger. And I spent six months struggling to get my cards printed and cried and was about to give up. And I was like, this only happens for other artists. It's never going to happen for me. Um, there was communication issues. There was um, a disconnect between what I imagined my cards would look and feel like and my art on paper would look and feel like to what they did. And, you know, I, my daughter was like, mom, are these not good enough? And I was like, no, I don't want good enough. 
I want what I imagine or nothing at all. So my husband, he's in the background and he's like on his tablet doing all kinds of stuff. And finally he comes to me and he goes, have you looked up printing? And I was like, what? And he goes, have you looked up these printers? Look, we can do this ourselves. And he showed me and I saw the price tag and I was like, ha, we can't do that. We don't know anything about it. What are you talking about? So for about two months, I blew them off. Him and my daughter would like talk about it and they would come to me and I blew them off. So they got to where they would sit right in front of me and not include me, but they would talk and share ideas so that I couldn't help but hear it, you know, the <laughs> underhanded little sneaks. And um, it got me where I would go, huh, I, what is that? And so I started digging myself. Yeah. And finally, I went back to my husband and I was like, you know what? Let's do this. Um, and when I finally got to the point of let's do this, and the more I dug in, the more I understood, it, it just kept coming back. This question kept coming back. Um, how many other artists dream of this? And they give up because one, they don't understand how it feels too hard. There's no one that will meet them in the middle and walk them to the process to actually getting it done. And so they give up on their dreams. How many artists felt the same way that I felt with all the tears and the frustrations and the, it's never going to happen to me. It only happens for the others. Um, and so that kind of drove me to really get this going. We just got a second printer in. We're like super, super excited. Um, so yeah, that's kind of where that came from. And the whole mission and the whole feeling behind it is to help support other artists. So RDV Prints has now on Facebook become more of a platform so that I'm bringing other artists on to talk about their art, to talk about their um, things that they have coming up, what it means to them, as well as um, what getting prints of their art now means to them. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's been a ride. Something that wasn't even in my imagination seven months ago is. I love is it. Super I love it so much. And that was that retreat was the first time you and I met in person. Um, yes. And that was a lot of fun. And it was, it was really cool seeing you like from the beginning of the week, something that was barely an idea. So you must have been, were you talking to your daughter, like in the evenings about the conversations you were having? I was talking to her and my husband about the conversations. And it's really funny because when I had the greenhouse, the nursery side, my husband was like the least supportive person ever. Um, and when I started doing the furniture and the art and, and then, you know, the story with him, with the prints, I mean, he was like the driving force behind getting that going, but he became one of the most supportive people. I don't know what I would do without him. So he is like right there pushing. And if I have an idea, he's like, okay, let's, let's talk about this. Let's do it. You know, he didn't even want to hear the whole thing. He's just like, let's do it. Is it going to help you? Is it going to move us forward? Let's do it. Are you yeah. excited about it? Are you going to love it? Then let's do it. So yeah, um, I was. I, I could only get like five minute conversations in with them because there was so much going on at that retreat. Yeah. Um, and we're not used to being apart. So it was kind of hard not having any longer conversations, but instead of him being, Oh, you don't want to talk to me. It was like, get off the phone and go, go do your thing, go have fun, go learn things. And then tell me about it when you get home. So it was really amazing. So, yeah. That's awesome. I know um, it was fun though to what to watch you from the beginning of the week 
to the end of the week with that idea in here and you talk about it. It was just like, this is really cool. So that was, that was fun to witness on the outside, seeing that happen. Yeah, Josie, Josie and I with Pink Pixie, um, we spent some time together after the retreat was over and she asked me, she was like, so have you always, is this something you've been planning for a while is to do this, you know, as far as the cards. And I was like, not even on my radar before two weeks ago. So yeah, it was total, a total avalanche that just came up and it, I know it's a God thing because everything just fell into place. Everything just, um, the, you know, from the way I feel about it to the support to, um, the actually getting it done. And then the being, um, having a way to connect with artists and help artists. It it just all came together so well. I know it was a God thing. Yeah. I love that. I love it. And your tagline is, I'm, I'm, it's faith-focused printing for creatives. Tell, tell me again what your tagline is. So the tagline itself that's not on the website is Art Prints Made Easy because okay. I want everybody to know it's easy. If you go to my website, um, it's fine art printing for faith-focused creatives. Okay, yeah, that was it. Because I know that you have in your cards, you have scripture on the inside, correct? I mean, all yes. you have. I know this. I'm just saying it out loud because we do wholesale her cards, and so I've had the opportunity to see all of them and hold them in my hand and feel them, and they are. It's a different. It's not like any other greeting cards that we carry. The paper feels different. It feels softer and almost velvety luxurious (laughs) that's yeah it's it's, very 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 nice um as far as like the paper that it's printed on and then of course the colors are vibrant it's beautiful beautiful work um so I think that's really cool and I love that it's just kind of like was this thing and then you added this thing and then you added this thing and you're still doing beautiful furniture um I've seen some of the pictures you've been posting recently do you do you do a lot of custom work um, I haven't done a lot of custom work over the last year. Um, 2020 was like back-to-back custom work. I was so swamped. Um, this last year, it's kind of slowed down some. I haven't done a whole lot of custom work. But, you know, we've, we've been dealing with a lot of grieving um, and um, trying to get this new business off the ground, get my feet back under me, you know, with my um, emotions and getting back into the feel of things. And so a lot of what I've been doing right now um, is collaborating with Paint Pixie um, on their new paint line and representing them, which is an amazing line. Um, I'm also a retailer now for DIY. I, um, yeah, and we're getting into the print side with some decoupage, which we haven't quite added to the website yet, but we're playing around with it. It's starting to be a lot of fun. Um, So Yeah. And as far as the scripture and things in our cards, you know, um, anyone can order cards and they can get them blank. They can have whatever they want on the inside. For me, I felt like um, my purpose and it's part of our brand um, was to allow God to move through my business. And I feel like if God's moving through my business, then I'm going to be making sure I'm staying on the right path and things are going to work and they're going to move. And that's kind of how RDV prints has kind of gotten going. Um, was the cards was my way of putting God's word out there because he's promised that his word will never return void. So 
and I wanted the verse to actually mean something to people and actually touch them. Um, one of my favorite ones in there is, um, I have loved you with an everlasting love. I have drawn you with love and kindness. It's just that the fact that he drew us and created us and that made us creatives, um, really resonated with me. So that's kind of the basis behind everything. And yeah, yeah. I love that. I love that you're able to put so much of yourself in your business. I think that's really special. Um, so I'm curious as, as a creative and, and you have this fresh loss, really, I mean, that's still very recent and in the grand scheme of things, um, has being creative, being able to, do the artistic process. Has that helped you with, with the grieving process? It has, it has. Um, I know when we lost dad, it led me into um, painting things that meant something to me. Um, you know, when you first start painting canvas, you're like, oh, you know, you get, you dig into that like artist mindset thing, you know, the, the, feelings and the emotion and you put what you feel on canvas and I was like I don't get it I'm just putting flowers because I like flowers you know it wasn't really that I had this strong passion to paint something but when when dad passed um and we lost him it was okay so I wanted to paint something that made me think of him and dad was a fisherman dad was a big fisherman when I was a kid and we lived in Louisiana we went fishing we'd throw fishing poles he'd get off work and we'd throw fishing poles in the car and we'd go out to the nearest spot you know and it was like a almost a daily thing um and so my probably my biggest memories of dad is out on the water with him and so I started painting landscape scenes with water with a fisherman somewhere in there on the boat and you know what I'm saying and I, I found when I started doing that, I guess I poured so much of me into it and it started speaking to other people. And so I started getting other people say, hey, that reminds me of being out with my dad or that reminds me of being out with my kids or, you know, and can you make, you know, somebody else in the boat with a ponytail so it's a girl in there. So it's me and my dad or me and my husband or, and so I started doing that and that really meant a lot. So that helped me through losing dad. Um, and I think it helped mom uh, some from it because she was right beside me while we were painting together. Um, losing mom took a little bit longer to get back into painting because that was my paint partner. Yeah. That was my middle of the night phone call and sharing what we were doing. And um, so I felt like this void. So I, it took me a while to get back over to the campus. Mm -hmm. um, and it's taken me even longer really to get back to furniture, which is odd because we didn't paint furniture together. But you know, I don't know what it was, but there was something, I finally got to where I was painting canvas again. Um, and it just, when I do it, I feel closer to her. Yeah. And I, I know I'm doing what she would want me to do because she would never want me to stop doing what I loved. So um, yeah, it, it's, it's definitely helped a lot. Okay. Okay. I, I know that that's, I feel like that's a theme every time I talk to creatives that have had loss that it's like they're so grateful to have something to throw themselves into and it usually manifests in different ways but it's something that seems to be very helpful and I know a lot of people pick up hobbies you know if art art is a spiritual thing I mean whether you whether you see it that way or not it really is because you when you're painting it's it's like your spirit and your subconscious and everything is like filtering through whether you realize it or not it's a very spiritual thing so it takes you to a quiet place 
yeah. that allows the healing, I think. Yeah. I feel that way about weaving because it's a process. I, I can see that. With your hands, but it's very quiet. And so like. Because it comes across when we watch you live. Box. Yeah. Yeah. It yeah. comes across. Yeah. Um, so awesome. And with everything that you're doing now, like, is this like, okay, this is good. I'm, I'm staying here. Or do you have like things that now you're like, hmm, now I want to think about doing this. Are you, are you feeling kind of settled in what you're doing right now? Right now, I feel pretty settled as far as the things that I'm doing. Now, I, I still have a lot of business stuff that I need to plug in um, that I still need to learn. And I found that the more I've taken on as far as the creative side of things and the print side of things, the more I'm sitting here at my computer doing the stuff that I'm not really that crazy about doing. But I do feel um, like I've grown a lot because things that felt too big for me when it came to that business tech side of the business that felt too big, too overwhelming, now don't feel so big and so overwhelming. I actually feel like, hey, I can figure this out or I know someone that I can call that can walk me through this. Um, having that support group is like super, super amazing. And I go into that retreat, I can't stress retreats enough and it doesn't matter what artist you go to their retreat, if they have one that is going to be focused on um, business for creatives and mindset for creatives, you need to get into it because when you leave that, you leave that with a whole different perspective, not, not only about what you're capable of and the possibility of dreams, because I didn't know I could even dream. It's funny. I messaged Cami and I said, I actually have a dream. <laughs> I didn't know I could, because mine were like right here. You know, when I went to that retreat, when they asked, you know, what do you see yourself doing in five years? It was right here. You right. know what I'm saying? I couldn't yeah. see beyond right here. If I could just pay my bills next month, that's a dream. I couldn't see beyond that. Now I'm like going, oh, what about that? What about that over there? Oh, I could do that. You know what I'm saying? So it's so much bigger. And it's more of feeling more confident in what I can do. Um, not that I can do everything, but I can learn it. Mm -hmm. I, I can learn it. Or or I can pull my daughter over here and say, hey, help me figure this out. Yeah. <laughs> um, it None of it feels like I can't do anything anymore. It doesn't feel out of your reach. Because you've done yeah. a hard thing. You've done a hard, I've done thing, a hard thing. thing. You figured yeah. it out. And, and you, you know that you're you capable of that. You leave those places with not just names on a Facebook chat or a comment you leave those places with friends that you've connected with friends that get you that you get them and that you know if you send them a message in the middle of the night and say hey i'm stuck i'm struggling they're going to message you back with something encouraging and they're going to help you get through that and it doesn't matter um when it is what it is they're going to help you through it and that is probably the most important thing is actually feeling like you belong yeah. And, and are accepted somewhere. Yes. I love it. And I get to see you again in September because you're coming to yes. the Makers and Shakers Conference. So that's going to be awesome. Yes. I'm excited. And my husband has a ticket. So he's got yes. all the classes. Too. That's right. So quick little plug, if you guys haven't gotten your ticket yet, the early bird rate is available through May 15th. So you can head to makersandshakersconference.com if you haven't gotten a ticket yet and go ahead and get that price before it goes up. But it is going to be awesome. And I can't wait because there's going to be so many people that I haven't seen in a while. But like you said, that we've met at other retreats and you get to reconnect. 
and then meeting new people. I mean, there's always, there's always new people to meet and fresh ideas. And, you know, for this, for us, for this particular one, it is all about business and learning the things that give us the skills that we need to go from this hobby where we're creating this thing that we love to being able to make a business out of it so that we can continue to do a ton of that. And it's okay because we're selling it and we're, I mean, that's, that's how it is for me. That's why I wanted, you know, a maker business is because I wanted to be able to spend most of my time creating. And the only way you can do that is if you can sell it to make an income, because like you said, the bill's got to get paid every month. (laughs) Yeah, thank you. um, And the other thing about those is you go there and I know there's a lot of people that are not blessed with someone who's supporting them and believes in them. So they're trying to do all that belief and that support all internally for themselves. And you, you just can't get very far doing that because it's going to weigh you down. But when you come to one of these, you leave there, not only with the things that you've learned, but you leave there with a huge support group and people that believe in you and you know, they believe in you. And so that is like the, probably the biggest value out of everything that you'll walk away with. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. It's yeah, there's some great, great people, but all right. So let's do, before we wrap it up, let's do like some rapid fire questions, getting to know you Uh a little bit better. So coffee or tea? Coffee. Beach or mountains? Um, probably the mountains. I'm not a beach person. Me too. I love the mountains. <laughs> mm-hmm. Books or movies? Uh, books. Okay. Um, and then with books, do you like to read books or do you like to listen to books? Oh, no, I want to read them. I want to read them. I want to smell the paper. I want to turn the page. Yeah, I'm, I'm old school. <laughs> podcast or YouTube? Like, like an audio podcast or a YouTube video? audio because I can do something else and YouTube I feel like I have to watch it all the time so I end up turning it off (laughs) I get that I totally get that all right and so those are those are my either ors I I run out after that but um my my last question that I always like to ask is if well I've got two one if you could drop everything and go anywhere you wanted tomorrow where would you go? Like if time and money resources, if none of that mattered and you could just go anywhere you wanted to tomorrow, where would you go? Um, to a cabin on a lake. I mean, it doesn't really matter where, as long as it's a cabin on the lake and the weather is nice and I can fish or just sit out in the sun and be quiet. That's my, that's my place to go to that refuels me. And I haven't been able to do it in a while. And I'm really missing it this year. <laughs> I bet. I bet. Because you're busy. You want some time to re-energize. <laughs> so. And then the last question that I ask is if you could go back in time to any point in history, anywhere in the world, where would you go and what time period would you would you visit? Oh my goodness. I don't know. Um That's a very good question because there's so many things that I'm like, no, I wouldn't want to do that because that's going on over there. <laughs> um, yeah, probably just, um, 
probably the like early days of America, um, you know, when things were settled and families were families and um, you were rewarded by the work from your hands. And I, I don't know, there was something very artistic and creative about the entire time frame then I think I know there were dangers and I know there were things that you know were struggles and everything but just just the the whole thing you know of of supporting your family and and the creativity and where they you know learn to build their own businesses and yeah I I just I love that yeah yeah I think that would be really cool too I've always thought it would be cool to be a fly on the wall when they were um like when the country was first being founded to just sort of, you know, I don't know that I would have wanted to have necessarily lived through it. It seems like there were a lot of dangers there, <laughs> exactly. but like, to truly witness it, I think would be really cool. So like, I totally get what you're saying. And there's something about, yeah, something about, I don't know. I, I totally understand what you're saying. Families were, were like, I don't know if families really meant something. And sometimes I feel like we've lost some of that. Um, you know, families stayed together. They, they worked together, they supported each other. And there was just, to me, there's so much artistic creativity in the things that they did, um, to make their lives better. That is just, I I love it. I love stories about it. I love all of that. So you, and, and you like to read, did you ever read, um, the Jeanette Oak books? Like I did when I was young. Books? Yes. Yeah. Okay. I did too. And I really enjoyed those. And I think that's, that's the time period you're talking about, right? More or yeah. less. Yeah. 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 That was really cool. Love that. Well, thank you for being on here with me today. You guys were going to put all of her links in the, the show notes and everything for on YouTube and in the podcast. So you can go check Renee out and follow everything she's doing and see her artwork. And if you're an artist looking for art prints, we have sample kits that are available so you can touch and test and feel the papers, see how the colors are on them. Um, we've hand selected every paper that we use because we love them. Yes. Um, that's on the website. We also walk you through step-by-step step from the beginning to the end. So it's really easy for you. It's not a struggle. Um, that's, that's just something that is really close to my heart is is doing that so yeah, yeah. for rdv prints yep all right well thank you Renee. thank you so much for having me on here did you catch our new youtube segment on tuesday nights at 8 p.m eastern check us out on youtube for makers create live we will have podcast guests on there each week to not only tell you their stories of how they got started in business, but show you what they do and talk about the inspiration behind their creative process. We'll see you there. That's all for today's episode. Thank you for joining us. Remember to check out the Makers Chat community so that you can dive deeper into the conversation. You'll find the link to join in our show notes. Have a beautiful week and we will chat again soon.